Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit, where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Now, diving right into it, I initially had something else planned for today, but I found out by accident that today, November 15th, is actually Steve Irwin Day. So I have been inspired to talk about the really awesome animal experiences that I have had throughout my travels. Now, let me preface this by saying I am a child of the 90s. I absolutely grew up watching Crocodile Hunter. Um, Also, the Crocodile Dundee movies. I had to do a Google search to see who came first. Crocodile Dundee movies actually came out um, late 80s. I want to say like 86, 88 were the first two. And then uh, the third one, I want to say was like 2001. And the Crocodile Hunter series that Steve Irwin did with his wife, Terry, was um, late 90s. I want to say 96, 97. So I feel like little me probably confused the two quite often. But um, either way, I was into the shits, right? Totes into it. But I wouldn't say that I am someone that seeks out animal experiences. I don't look, I mean, now my social media feed is full of kittens and puppies and dogs and never would have seen it coming, but not even mad about it. But I cannot say that in life, I am someone that um, gravitates to animals, not a single animal print in my home, not a single, um, well, tchotchkes that I've picked up from around the world, different travels and, you know, figurines and stuff that you buy. Other than that, no animals. Uh, so I don't necessarily find myself to be someone that has like a favorite animal or that looks for them specifically. So it was a little tickling for me to see that I've had so many experiences with animals over the years. Um, so just know that I don't seek them out, but I tend to do them when I come across them. So I guess I was a lot more into animal. Well, I, one thing I do know is that little me, seven-year-old me, nine-year-old me, 12-year-old me, hell, probably even 15-year-old me would think that me now is so fucking cool. Like I, me now, 38 me. Coolest, coolest, coolest. Little me would be so fucking impressed. After reading, like, y'all remember getting, um, like, the highlights, magazines, and what was it, Childcraft or something like that? Um, what, what was it? Um, the, what did I write down? I'm trying to remember, and I wrote it down. I remember, oh, like, the Sports Illustrated for Kids, highlights, and I used to get, like, these little binders or, like, little pamphlets or animal informational sheets or something. I don't know what the hell they came from. I think they came as part of the childcraft, I think was like the encyclopedia set that we had. Anyway, they were like these little binder clipping 
inserts uh, from the WWF World Wildlife Federation. I know that some of y'all used to get them shit. We actually had a lot of like low-key, like cool publications, like between encyclopedias, which is pretty interesting. And then the magazines and uh, subscription services that you could sign up for and get all that stuff to kind of come to the house so that you could learn more about different things around. Like there were always things and I don't know why it never clicked before, but there were signs that I'd be into as much stuff as I am into as an adult. So shout out to my parents and to um, their village, our village for entertaining all of my curiosities because yeah, I'm thinking back and I had all of this shit at my disposal. There was just information all over the place. And so it makes sense that I'm so curious as an adult, um, but to the animals. And I will start with probably, I don't want to say that it is my biggest regret, but it is easily one well, the only experience that looking back, I can say, wish I never done. So I did an elephant ride in Thailand. Um, we'll say prior, I didn't plan to do the ride. It was part of like, not necessarily a package, but the driver that I had hired for the afternoon, which is like, oh, we're going to pass by this, um, I don't know if you referred to it as a sanctuary or a reserve or a shop. Can't tell you. Don't remember. But he was saying it's on the way. Um, do you want to stop? And I'm just like, all right, well, let's see what they're talking about. Let's see what they're going to do. And it was actually the elephant rides. And I ended up going. Um, I can't say that it looked violent. I can't say that it looked um, like the animals were being abused. But again, I, I'm actually not Steve, Irwin, or Terry, or Bindi, or Robert, or any of their. Um, they actually own and run the Australia. I think it's the Australia Zoo. Steve Irwin's parents created it or founded it um, whenever they did it in Australia. That came up in my Google. That was pretty interesting information. And also, side note, because you know I love a side note, um, tangent, if you will. I can't think that I would... I'd go to Antarctica before I go to... Maybe that's a lie. I'm not interested in uh, Australia. Can't say that I am. Um, I have heard nothing but the most horrific and like terrifying things about the animals and the wildlife. Um, cause I don't want to say bugs because spiders aren't bugs. Spiders are arachnids. Um, I'm terrified of spiders, by the way, add that to, um, your bingo card of facts. You didn't know you didn't need about me. Hate spiders. Um, and I hear they're large, scary, they hide. And I, promise you try to attack in Australia. So leave me out of it. Not interested in visiting. Um, if I were to go, you'd have to leave me in the most city of the, in the urban industry capital area. I don't want, don't want to see the, um, the creepy crawlies. Um, funny enough, I don't know why considering my absolute repulsion to the, um, bastards, 
I don't know why I didn't even consider that being a factor on this elephant ride. So in Costa Rica, I very vividly remember seeing so many spider webs and spiders like densely, um, like on vegetation, like trees, like when you're on the bus, just driving by, like in and out of different hotels and stuff. Um, and you're seeing like the spider webs just covering portions of bushes and it is making my skin crawl just thinking about it. And, um, oddly enough, uh, shout out to my brother who just celebrated birthday, happy birthday. Um, but I really don't feel like he listens to this podcast ever. Um, I remember he used to shit on me and used to be like, oh, your little podcast, oh, your little podcast ain't gonna be nothing. Now look at me. Still love you, kid. But um, happy belated birthday. But I remember this kid said to me, why the fuck would you go to Costa Rica? It literally means land of the large spiders. It doesn't. But it was like a joke because he's also terrified of spiders. And he's like, why would you go there? There's tons of spiders. And I didn't consider it. And I also didn't, I didn't consider a lot of fucking things about this day. And so, you know, I get what I deserve. I get having these ick cringe feelings about having done it. Um, that's what I deserve, but I don't know why I didn't consider that on top of the elephants going through the fucking trees, there are bugs and spiders in the trees and you are right here. The, the elephants move very fucking slow. They were moving. It, it was, it was so slow and you're balancing on like a board on top of an elephant's back, which is not a flat fucking surface. And so I'm sitting as squarely as my ass will allow me to be in the middle because I don't want to sit on one side or another because I don't want to fall off that bitch. They also walk on like the end of cliffs. So it's like, you're looking over and there is nothing there, but there's like just tree and forest below. Terrifying terrifying. Um, and this is all as you're like, your face is like going past leaves and shit and trees that you can't necessarily dodge the way you would want to. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh my God, if I get, if there is a spider in one of these trees, like I can't run, like I'm fucked. I am stuck. So, um, two out of 10 don't recommend worse animal experience. Um, the animals weren't like angry or nasty or belligerent or anything like that. That's not, it, it was just me and my anxiety and my terror of like, Oh, this was a terrible idea. This was a mistake, <laughs> bad idea. So, um, yeah, unfortunately I was one of those girls that did the elephant ride. Um, I did it. And now I can say, if nothing else, what I learned from that lesson is think things through in terms of your, not necessarily stance on your safety, because that's just going to be what it's going to be. But would will you regret this? Is this something that you can be proud of, if that makes sense, right? Um, so there's that on that. Then Peru swimming with the sea lions. That was one of the most thrilling experiences of my life. 
I just jumped off a boat, middle of the ocean, um, in like in front of an island of thousands of sea lions and um great fucking time. 12 out of 10, highly recommend. I was terrified. Shout out to Tessa who let me use her scuba case. She um preferred not to go into the water, but she had a scuba case because she prefers to go under the water. Like she says, I am an under the surface girl, not a playing above the surface girl. So if you want, you can use my case for your phone. So she let me put the case on the phone, went out, got some great video. Um, I'll put that on the socials. Um, so check out the social medias links in the description box so that you can see the video of the swimming with the sea lions. Cause that I actually have video of, oh my gosh. Yeah. I do have pictures from, I'll post as many pictures as I can on social media. I'll do that. That's a fair exchange, right? I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of social media guys, but, um, I absolutely see the value. It's part of touring. It's part of telling the story. Um, so I will do my best on that for you. Well, was next peru was swimming with the sea lions and that was a really kick-ass time bali um there were animals outside of um i don't know what the temple is called but it's a temple that has like all the koi fish in that pond yes they're fucking huge yes i actually have owned not koi fish what what kind of fish yeah they are koi fish but aren't they the japanese fighting fish i think that's what they're called when you go to like PetSmart, petco or whatever and buy them i had um those fish before obviously they died but um that that area had it beautiful grounds absolutely absolutely beautiful grounds it was enjoyable to go and just walk through i don't think did I pay for, I think I did pay for like, uh, one of the tour guide people to walk me through and kind of explain things. Um, it was cute. There were the fish on the inside, but then outside there were like a, there was like a, I don't want to say a stand, but like around tourist spots and the whatnot, there will be little pop-ups, if you will, things that open up around the surrounding area. And so right outside the gates to get into the temple, we're just like a stand for like animals, exotic animals or something. So I remember, I think there was like a big iguana or something. There was, um, a lizard, a reptile, if you will. Um, there, I think there was like a bird may have been like a monkey in Bali. I opted not to do the monkey park thing, because I heard that they steal and I'm not fighting a monkey. Why? Yeah. Why would I put myself in that situation? So I didn't need to do all of that. Also didn't want little monkey hands touching me. (laughs) Just something about it. Just creeped me out. I was good on the monkeys. Um, what else did I do in Bali? Oh, I drank Luwak coffee. So that is coffee that is made of beans from the excrement of a luwak. Yes. So they absolutely cleaned them, but it's supposed to be the best coffee in the world. It's supposed to be some top tier, bad bitch, wild, expensive shit. And when in Rome, so of course I was going to try the shit. Um, 
I'm no coffee connoisseur, so I can't say whether or not it was the best coffee. Um, honestly, personally, me, to me, if um, I had to be the judge, the best coffee I've ever had is Senegalese coffee. But um, that's not what we're talking about here. The Luwak coffee sounds gross, but it's supposed to be a delicacy. Um, it was a really, really cute experience. They had the Luwax like in a couple of cages so you can kind of see them as you were walking through the, I don't know if it's a coffee, I feel like it might've been considered a coffee farm, but um, then they did like coffee flights where, and tea flights where they let you sample a bunch of the coffees and the teas that they make on the grounds. And it was super cool, really cool. Um, an entertaining little stop. I attempted to swim with the mantas, which are like huge. I don't want to say they're not stingrays. RIP. That's what killed Steve uh, or Irwin. Um, but they're like, I know that there's like a, ca- a cartoon character or something. I feel like that's a manta. Don't know the motherfucker's name. So can't use him as the reference. But if you don't know what a manta is, it's just like a big kind of flat fish. It's like the one that just kind of looks like, a, I guess you could say like an ink blot or something like that, but they're white on the one side. Like I guess the face where their mouth is, is white. And I want to say the top is like a blue. Assume that it's going to blend in with the ocean. If you're at the top looking down, it's going to look like a shadow. Right. Um, but we went to go swim with those in the ocean in Bali that didn't work. They ended up, um, the waters were too choppy. So we couldn't, uh, what do you call it? Anchor where they were supposed to be. Um, but Ooh, that made me remember something that I left off the list, but it's just going to be what it is. Um, but the mantas were a dud, didn't end up doing it, but that was another experience that I was terrified. Oh, but the, um, the snorkeling, the snorkeling was still a great time. I did see a, um, like, uh, like the electric eels. I think I saw two of those and I feel like I saw, um, a sea turtle. So that was pretty fucking cool. The snorkeling, the first time I'd ever been snorkeling was in Cuba. And I actually um, held like a little mini octopus on my finger, just like from the ocean or a squid. I don't know. It was tiny. It was adorable. And you could feel the little suck, the little suction things on your finger. So weird. Um, but that was the first time I went uh, snorkeling and I saw a lot of, um, you know, like the really nice bright fish. I got pricked by a sea urchin. That blows. Um, and what was the other thing? I think there is where I saw one of the two times was one of the, I saw like the, um, um, Nemo, like finding Nemo, the yellowfish. No, Nemo's orange. Dory is yellow. I think I saw like the yellow ones. I'm pretty sure it was, uh, the yellow or my thinking flounder. No, one, it, it was a bright yellow fish. And I know that it had me thinking of finding Nemo. I don't think my mind went to little mermaid and, um, flounder. Um, can I make the font bigger this way? I can't, I'm learning how, Oh, see, I, I did something I didn't mean to do. Fix it. I'm learning, um, notion y'all. And I am enjoying it quite much. 
So that was Bali, Costa Rica. Costa Rica had some experiences. So most of them happened, yep, all of them happened at Turubari, which unfortunately is closed. It was like a huge nature reserve. And I started the day doing zip lining. It was one of the at the time, it was like the world's, I think, tallest. Like it went over the trees in the jungle. Um, so that was super cool. Like the highest one did. There were two shorter ones. And then the highest one was like the third one. And that one was super cool. Um, I do have video from that. Shout out to the guy, the tour guide that actually did it for me. Because no way I was scary ass going to be able to hold that and oof, and not drop it, lose it in the, the freaking jungle. Um, another thing that was cool about that was we took like a, air, like a tram, like, you know, like kind of like a ski lift, but not a ski lift. You were like in the box. I guess it's kind of like the Roosevelt Island tram. If you're in New York, I've never done that in New York either. Can't say I'm actually interested in doing it either, but like the little tram, the little box that, um, hangs like that. I guess you could say, travels across a cable car if that means but it's like elevated it's above ground um so that we took a tram from one spot of the park to another spot and under like we we like went over i don't know if it was considered a, a creek or a really small river but you could see like crocodiles i don't know if it was crocodiles or alligators whichever the two it was you could see them in the, um, the water, it was a ton of them. So that was pretty fucking cool. Um, and also cool to be like far enough away that I knew I didn't have to have any parts. Um, and then I went on the most incredible horseback ride. The horseback ride was really special for me because for one, it was the first time that I had ever ridden a horse without someone like actually handing, like holding the reins, like guiding by hand. Nope that's a lie. In high school, we did horseback riding on like the senior ski trip or something like that. But this was still like, there was a guy uh, on a horse in front of me and a guy on a horse, I say behind me. I didn't play with my phone at all. I left my phone in my bag and on my back because again, I am not an equestrian. I am not an experienced horseback rider. I just know how to not, I had to try not to fucking fall. Right. So it was a great fucking time. I saw some of the most spectacular views I've ever seen in my life. Like looking across the jungle, like through some trees to look across another expanse of trees to then see a volcano in the background. Y'all fucking bananas. Toucan Sam looking birds just flying across. It was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And it didn't even end there. So after the horseback ride, there was like a nature walk where they ended up actually having like a mini preserve, not preserve, but like, um, like a little farm, I guess you could say. And so there are a bunch of chickens and a whole bunch of other fowl and there were a couple other animals don't really remember all the animals except 
for there was like a little baby crocodile or alligator. Again, I do not remember the difference. I'd say a crocodile. I feel like it was a crocodile, but I can't remember. Anyway, I got to hold one of those. That was super cool. And then I got to um, grind down sugarcane on, I don't know what the thing is called, but it was with an ox. Like I think it was two, Um, but like you... I guess use the stick or whatever to, I guess, tell them go or whatever. And then they push the, um, the grinder and it grinds the, Oh no, I think whatever you just push the sugar cane and the ox grind the stones that process it to make sugar candy. Uh, that was fun. So that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I also remember, going to, I want to say Baldy Hot Springs. I remember there was, um, a portion of it while we were eating. I don't know if it was cuckoo birds or if it was something else, but I remember we could see them in side of like, um, the, the area where we were eating. It was still like a bunch of, you're in again, the jungle someplace and it's like hot springs and it's trees and shit everywhere. It's gorgeous. But it's like a, uh, is it like a spa? There's a bunch of different hot springs, but like pools, if you will. I don't want to say that they were necessarily natural hot springs because there were a lot of like seemingly man-made waterfalls and pool systems. And it was just a really, really cute little thing. But I would say as a solo traveler, if you at least... It depends on what you're in the mood for. At the time, I was younger, 30s, and it was feeling very lonely. There were quite a few couples and, you know, friend groups or whatever. And some of the pools that had other people, just I don't want to be a solo person around a bunch of other groups. It was cooler and more relaxing and not as fucking depressing when you're the solo person in a pool that doesn't have too many other people or a large enough pool that people are like far enough away from you that you're not like feeling away. So I will say that about it. Um, Baldy Hot Springs is perfect for like, um, I really felt like I was missing like a bay. Uh, It was giving real boo situation, but there were really beautiful birds throughout the property that we were able to see if you kind of knew when and where to look up. Uh, so that one was really fucking cool. Speaking of birds, Joshua tree, we did a lot of fucking bird watching in Joshua tree. We had a really dope, uh, Airbnb where we had a gorgeous backyard that had an actual chicken coop. Thankfully there were no chickens. Um, and a fire pit. So, and it had like a, um, back I don't want to say deck area because it wasn't a deck like elevated but it was like a back patio covered patio I'm sorry I keep hitting the microphone guys um but it was a covered back patio and we would just go eat have our coffee outside the weather was nice enough that um at night we would put the fire pit up and thankfully it went out I'd say like our last day that we were there like the um, we would even go out in the mornings and put the fire pit on and have um coffee in the morning so that was super cool but it was cool to just sit and watch um fucking birds did we have binoculars oh the house may have had binoculars but I also, um, we bought my DSLR, um, 
I don't know what happened to mine. We bought J's. Um, I remember what happened to mine. I lent it out and never got it back. Um, but I don't use it anyway. So we bought the camera. We bought the DSLR. So we had the, the zoom lens. And so I'm taking a ton of pictures of birds and shit. Great fucking time. We were, and the Airbnb that we stayed in actually had a book that had a lot of information about Joshua Tree, including the animals. So we were able to identify, I think, four or five different birds. We saw hummingbirds in the back, which was the most fucking fun. Watching the hummingbirds just like, they like gave us a little show. Like it just, it stopped and like fluttered and flew like maybe six to 10 feet from us, but we could see it very clear. It was close enough that we could see it and it's little wings. It was just such a good fucking time. And, um, some animals like, uh, not a possum, but I don't know. They kind of, maybe, I think about not a chipmunk. Cause I feel like I've seen a chipmunk before. It was something in the chipmunk, not a squirrel kind of family, I guess that we saw run across the yard that we were able to identify. It was just super cool. Um, we had a surprisingly good animal experience there. Weren't even fucking looking for it, but it was just like a free benefit, if you will. That's one thing that I do, uh, really appreciate and enjoy about booking, um, Airbnbs because you can get outside prop, uh, outside space, outdoor, um, sometimes it's shared. But other times you can really choose a listing that's got a gorgeous yard with whatever amenities you're into. If you want it to be a swimming pool, if you want it to be, um, you know, some places will have bikes that you can borrow. Uh, this had an unused garage. So we had like a full yoga studio if we wanted, like they had it fit out so that the floors were perfectly clean. Like cars weren't allowed to park in the driveway, in the garage. Um, so it was a beautiful studio. Um, so Joshua tree was like a surprise in terms of the bird watching. Oh, I didn't even finish with Costa Rica. Um, after I did the, the ox part and went through like the animal space where they had a bunch of the animals just kind of in their little habitats, if you will, I ended up going through the butterfly sanctuary and I had the most incredible Disney princess moment. I don't know. I think they were, they were the blue butterflies. I don't know if they're always monarch butterflies, but we walked in. And as soon as we walk like through the area where they were, they all just come out and they're just flying all over the place. Just as I walked in and it was just like, it was so fucking cool. It just was like perfect moment, perfect time. And it is one of those things I just won't forget. It just serendipitous. It just was one of those things where it's just like, I got to have that moment. Go fucking figure. And it is something that, um, means a lot to me. And also I'll follow that up with, I eat termites on that trip. So the guide was explaining to me, you know, different things that you could eat in the forest. And again, also, also didn't mention the trees were gorgeous, huge, huge trees. It was beautiful to be able to walk through 
the jungle and see just I live in the city like I don't get to see this so being able to see all of this wildlife and greenery was such an enjoy an enjoyment it was again one of my favorite experiences I really am sad to see that Turubari is not there it was just such a beautiful 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 place to be but um we're going through this hike uh nature walk if you will and my guide was telling me about the different plants, vegetation, all that shit around that you can and can't eat. And he had mentioned that you can eat uh, termites. And so he was just like, you know, you just pick them up. And he was like, you eat them. And so he ate a couple and he was just like, here, it's these. And so he got some and he was just like, okay, here. And so I'm just like, oh, this is absolutely fucking stupid. But I did it. And um, if you want to see what, if you want to know more about what that was uh, like, that too will be <laughs> on the social medias. Because of course, I got video of that. That was actually a really funny um, experience. So check out uh, Travel and Shit. That's also in the description box um, below, wherever you listen to your podcast. T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H underscore T. That's where you can find me on social media. Um, if you want to see that video, um, I'd mentioned the horseback riding. And for those of us on the East coast, Hartford, Connecticut, Ebony Horsewomen Equestrian and Therapeutic Center, a black owned ranch, if you will, in Connecticut. We drove from New York, I'd say it was about an hour and a half maybe two hours max um, and had the most incredible day. This was the first time I'd ever been involved in the preparation of my horse. We had to like clean the shoes, like clean their hoofs out. We had to brush them. We had to choose the, the right saddle. We put the saddle on and we're, all, we're being guided. Don't get me wrong. We had no fucking clue what we were doing. It's just that we did it ourselves with our hands. We had one guide, Stephanie, and she guided us along the way, made sure we were doing everything right, showed us how to be safe doing everything. It was such an unnerving experience. Um, it's one of those things where conceptually in your mind, you know, like objectively that animals are big. They're bigger than you. Fair. But then to be the fuck in their face and be met with realizing how much power they have. These are wild animals, well, not wild animals in this sense. They're domesticated, I think. Um, they're privately owned. So it's like they're not, I'm not running into it like I'm playing Zelda and trying to capture a horse, right? That's not what's happening. Um, nor is it happening in the game. I've not figured out how to capture the horse. If you know how to capture the horse in Zelda, please let me fucking know. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys if you do. But the horse is fucking huge. They're big. Um, and I know that they have a way, like animals can sense your sense if you will I, I i know that they pick up on 
a lot of like our apprehension and our energy. So I'm trying to like, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, because I don't want the horse to pick up on my being nervous and then um, respond in a way that makes me even more nervous. So it, it was a fucking challenge, but the horse didn't respond negatively. Um, and we had the most amazing time. You spend that portion, I'd say maybe, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. It couldn't have been, you know, less than that. Cause I feel like anything less than that would feel like maybe unsafe. But so we're going through all these uh, processes and we're getting the horse um, ready. And then we go through like a little practice session where you go out into like a contained space where you learn to kind of just direct, direct and steer the horse. And then that was an experience in and of itself. That was interesting. And then you go on like a, a longer extended trail. I think we go on a trail for maybe like 30 minutes or so, maybe 45, I'd maybe say 30 minutes, but it's a nice size. Uh, it's a nice length trail and it's in a public park. So you're passing by people sitting on like park benches and at picnic tables and stuff. And it was really cool because it was in a black ass neighborhood and this is a black owned um, stable. So it's just like uncles and cousins and aunties, people, just families, people that look like me just sitting in the park and you sitting on a motherfucking horse and you be like, hi y'all. And <laughs> you in fucking Connecticut. It was so freaking cool. Um, if you're in New York, I highly suggest that you go visit and to help with the matter, I have, um, a itinerary pack that is designed to help you guys, um, five cities all within a few hours from New York city. So if you're along the East coast, looking for something to do holidays coming up, um, and you want to get busy. Enjoy some of that PTO. Enjoy some of that time off. Um, link is in the description box. It is a loose itinerary with ways for you to entertain yourself based on theme. If you want to base your trip on destination, whether you want to drive far or you don't want to drive far, I got it covered for you. It's all in the itinerary pack. Check it out. Get more information. Description box below. That was um, Hartford and... Yeah, that was the last one. I even threw in an extra one for you when I got into Cuba. But, um, oh, and the last one was, I finally saw bears on the side of the road. Um, one of our last road trips. I don't remember which one it was. It may have been on the way back from Toronto or Montreal. Don't specifically remember, but I bring it up because I'm one of those kids that always looks. I am always looking like when, even when we're just going, um, upstate, it's not upstate. I want to say it's like Westchester or Rockland County. We have friends that live up there and it takes like two hours to get to their fucking house. And so even when we go up there to their house, I am still looking out of the windows and into the, um, the woods. I want to see if I see a deer. I want to see if I see a bear and I find, Ooh, I might, maybe it, was it a bear or was it a deer? It may have been a deer. I'm starting to, I don't remember, but it was one of them, whichever it was, I'd have to ask Jay, but I was so tickled. 
so tickled because I always look for them and I don't see them. And I finally saw them this time. And that was um, really fucking exciting for me. But I got to say, I did not think that I, it, I guess the best way to put it is you'd be surprised where the echoes of your childhood show up. And I didn't see it until I had cause to kind of put them all together. So I say travel is so much more than vacation. When you think about it outside of the the little box of just going on vacation and you kind of just reflect and you find the little ways that regular life intersects with travel you can see all of the different, um, what do you call that? Like a detective board when you have like the pin and then there's a string here and a pin and it's a string here. And that's what my brain does for some reason when it comes to travel. I can find all the little things in life that don't necessarily think, make you think of travel when you first think of them, but through a travel lens. And that's how I've been feeling today about those experiences where it's just like, huh, the parallels, the things that I was interested as interested in as a kid, I didn't necessarily feel as if I was nurturing those things or as if I paid them any mind. You kind of just leave them by the wayside. They sit where they sit. But in hindsight, now looking back through the lens of travel, I see that I, not solely, but in little pieces have still held on to that. I still am into some of the things that I was into when I was a kid, but not necessarily as consumed by it as I was then. Now as an adult, they get to be one-off little experiences here and there that end up being a big part of, you know, I don't want to say my greater identity, but they end up being a big part of the memories that I have, the memories that help shape my personality because of the experiences that I associate with them. And to see how those small pieces in my adult life really kind of are a collection of things that were important to me as a kid. It makes me wonder, like, because I was a really imaginative kid. What if I imagine like the life that I'm going to live and it doesn't hit me until it happens, right? I don't know. Those are some of the things that I think of. So I got to say that I'm excited to see what comes up and I hope that you guys are going to tune in to fucking talk about it with me. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little um, animal combo. And um, I would love to hear about your animal adventures. And I would love to see you guys next week. So see us. Bye.